hey guys, welcome to another episode of Congratulations. It's another episode. It's another episode of Congratulations. And, um, you know, we got it up. We got it all, dude. We got it all in life, don't we? We got it all. You just got to realize it. It's why I say life rips, man. A lot of people write in to me about uh, hard times that they're going through, and life is as good as you make it, and you can just basically have no limbs and still have life be ripping. It's all about a mentality, baby. And that's why, uh, you know, oh, uh, by the way, that's why we got these here, Life Rips. These are new, the new colorway on the fucking um, podcast. Go to chrisalia.com. And you know, it's like, yeah, Life Rips, but also I got to collect racks. So it's like, that's that's what it is. Um. So yeah, it's like, oh, his message is also collecting racks, but it's like any message collects racks, right? So it's a movement, yada, yada. People get tattoos. It's a yada, yada. It's a cult, yada, yada. And that's all good. But uh, you know, that's how we do it. Got to come clean, my babies. Got to come clean, dude. And I'll tell you why, dude. And I'll tell you why, and you don't even know, you don't even understand uh, what I'm about to say, but last time I had a uh, podcast episode of Congratulations, I uh, we had a conversation, me and One Fire and Kristen afterwards, and we were talking about how Carhartt was the new Von Dutch, about how Von Dutch was firing on all syllables for a while, killing it fucking absolutely changing the game and then all of a sudden Paris Hilton wore the shit and then it fucking petered out now it's not Paris Hilton's fault it's Von Dutch's fault but then Carhartt became that motherfucker right Carhartt was pretty cool all the kid, hip kids were wearing it and all the fucking um, guys were wearing those orange beanies with the Carhartt shits or if you're a King and the Sting fan you absolutely wear a Carhartt right because there's no such thing as a King and the Sting fan that doesn't have at least two three art articles of Carhartt clothing okay and they've got that real industrial shit, but it's not because they're hipsters, it's because they do real industrial shit and they're in Pittsburgh, right? Um, but I was like, man, I can't believe how I got out of the fucking Carhartt thing without even doing it. Because I thought, I felt the Carhartt pull. I felt the pull. And now it's getting a little bit overboard with the hipsters in Los Angeles with the twisty mustaches wearing a fucking Carhartt industrial cargo pants, right? Or a nice flannel that's bulky and shit. Like they even wear gloves in the wintertime. And I was like, I got out of it without wearing it. And then I looked in my closet today and boy, oh boy, dude, did I forget about ordering a Carhartt thing a few months ago and I'm wearing it right now and I never fucking wore it because I have to expose myself because I got to come clean my babies. I'm, I'm, you know, am I a hipster? Am I industrial? You do the math, dude. I'm a little bit in, you know, right? I'm that industrial hipster. That's what I am. And, uh. And I feel a little bit phony, but dude, I completely forgot about having the Carhartt shirt. I really forgot about it. So anyway, that's it, dude. I had to come clean. Um, we got to tell the truth here. We got to fucking talk about the real hard hitting issues. And you don't know me if you don't know me, right? And I have to let you know me. I started this whole podcast because I still wanted to fucking, uh, uh, I was a little bit trepidatious in starting the podcast. If you, if you listen to the first or second episode ever, I talk about how, you know, I don't really want you to know who I am. I don't really want, because I still want to do roles as an, as an artist, as an actor and shit. I mean, how the fuck can I Daniel Day-Lewis it up, right? If you guys know all about my shit, like I'm, I'm exposing myself about Carhartt, but fucking, you don't know what Daniel Day-Lewis is really like. You don't know what Leonardo DiCaprio really is like, besides the fact that he like, 
you know, wants to save the ocean or whatever. But you don't know if I want to fucking, I, I didn't want you to know if I, I didn't want you to know if I wanted to save the ocean or not when I started this podcast. And now you're, now you know every, all the fucking ins and outs about me, dude. I mean, I've cried on this podcast multiple franken times. Sad. All good, though. We persevere. We get through it, right? Because life rips. You collect bags or you don't. You have limbs or you don't. You get cancer or you don't, but life rips. I mean, everybody gets cancer, right? Just depends on when you get it. Hopefully, you're getting it at like 80-something or even 90. But my point is, now you know me. Whoopsie-daisy. Whoopsie-daisy. Was it by design? No. But it was my destiny, wasn't it? It was, right? Do you believe in destiny or not? Is it a bunch of malarkey? I don't know. When somebody comes up to me and they say, do you believe in fate? <laughs> I go like this, dude, I don't really talk or think about that, man. You got the wrong guy, don't you? Guess how many times in my life I've thought about fate? Honestly, give it a good, hard, long thought. Fate. Destiny. Guess how many times in my life? Well, if you're an avid listener, you probably get zero. And you'd be right. Because that's the whole thing. Is it by design, life, or is choice something? And my whole shit is, who fucking cares? We're never going to know. Oh, yeah, but those are the Earth's unanswered questions. Don't you want to know why we're here? What's the meaning of life? When somebody says, what's the meaning of life? I think, but what do you mean? The meaning of life is whatever you want it to be, isn't it? A lot of parents will say, the meaning of life is about being a parent. I love my son. I love my daughter. The, uh, but bro, the meaning of life could be about, could, I mean, ask Ben and Jerry, it might be ice cream, dude. And if that's the meaning of life for them, then that's the meaning of fucking life. So stop asking me what the meaning of life is if we're just having a conversation. Because it's whatever you fucking make it, dude. Is fate real? I don't know. Is destiny real? I don't know. Is choice real? Maybe. Feels like I'm choosing, doesn't it? When I look at two pair of shoes and I wear one, I chose that one, didn't I? So I don't get heady and uh, I don't get, you know, I don't get too, right? I don't get too, you know what I'm talking about in my fucking, in my, in my, in my head, right? But sometimes we start the podcast and we're talking about real hard hitting issues. You know, some things in life make you sit back and they make you think about it. Like I did the road, technically. It was an hour away, Oxnard. I did Improv Levity Live. And uh, it was the first time I actually did, quote unquote, the road. It's a little bit funny to call Oxnard the road when you live in L.A., but it is. They get comics from all over the place, uh, Los Angeles, you know, but also New York and Boston and Chicago or where the fuck lives, wherever. I don't know. Tennessee. Um, and I, I, I accepted a weekend, you know, they reached out and I said, yeah. Um, but you know, if you know, if you want to go on the more Chris, uh, more Chris D'Elia channel, you can see the, the vlog there that we did. We had a lot of end friends, which were, uh, King Batch, Trevor Wallace, uh, Brendan Shaw, Brian Callen, and, um, Michael Lenoci and, uh, Maddie Chimber, which is a new comedian. That's very funny. You should check him out. But we did that in Oxnard, California, and it was awesome. Um, we had a really great time, but I'll tell you, man, driving down there, we got this van and everybody piled in. We made a fucking thing of it. It was like 11 people in the van. Kristen was there too. Kristen even brought her mom, one of the shows. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, 
you know, I got in the van, got to the ox, got to the place, Oxnard, went into the green room, and boy, was it a mixed bag of emotions, man. I don't like when people say stuff like that, but it really was. It was like a bag that I put all my emotions in. And I could look inside of it and think, huh, look at all those emotions. But instead of looking, it was feeling, right? I just wanted to cinch it up, but I couldn't, man. It was like it was overflowing. Like I, I was a little bit excited, but also thinking, hmm, I wonder what it'll be like, right? Like two years ago when I would fucking just dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it on the road, just bink it, ring, ding, 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 right? I'd just do fucking Madison and then Milwaukee and Chicago and ring, ding, ding, right? Uh, this was a one-off. I was going to be there, do five shows, and that's it. And um, I was uh, going to the show, and it was exciting. I got to the green room, and immediately I felt this overwhelming sadness. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, but I was excited. I saw the green room, and then it was like, wow. It was like you were transported back. Now, I know the last time I did the road was about two years ago, but it was like I was transported back to legitimately my my mother would like hold me and tell me it's okay or some shit. It was back when like I was transported back to another time. It was like a past life. I mean, look, I'm still a comedian. I do shows at the Laugh Factory, the improv all the time, but this was the road technically. And I was in the green room and the whole crowd was just waiting for me to go on. But I'm a different, I'm a different man now. Like my son is a huge part of my life. I don't live with the doors closed anymore. I live with them open. And that's what this whole mixed bags of emotion was because I was feeling everything and it was fucking insane, man. It was vivid. I was happy and sad and all of it, right? And Kristen showed up with her mom supporting me and, uh, you know, my, my real homies were there and it was a lot. I don't even really know how to describe it. I'm trying here. Each friend would go up and go on stage and it felt good. It felt good. The applause they got, everyone was having a great time in the audience. The comedians all killed. And then I went on and the first show I went on was, uh, Friday early show. And I went on and it was amazing. And as soon as I got out there, I, they started cheering, you know, loudly for a long time. Some bragging. I don't mean to brag, but this is what happened. And I felt behind my face just swell up. And I'm like, ah, for fuck's sake, you know, you get that little taste of copper in the back of your fucking mouth. And you're like, am I going to fucking, is this going to, am I going to start, are my eyes going to cascade? What the fuck? Am I going to turn into a Japanimation character? What the fuck is going on? I let it subside with the crowd and I did my act. And about, you know, I did 35, 40 minutes, about 25, 20 minutes into my act. I started talking about my son and I fucking couldn't help it. God damn it. I started crying, man. And it just came out and I said, God damn it. I get to this part and I start crying and everyone was cool with it. And it felt nice to be vulnerable to a bunch of people. And it felt natural too, which is the weirdest part because all of the stuff 
that I've been thinking about and doing in the past year and a half or whatever with my family and myself and just other people, like the walls down shit, feels like it's working because when I'm on stage and I can be vulnerable like that, I mean, it is a far cry from the guy who started this podcast that didn't want to have anyone know who he was. But it's because if I'm honest, I don't think I wanted to know who I was. I don't think, you know, I talked about this a little bit in my act, but this business, they just fucking reward you for things when you're hot. And it's easy to just lose to that as a weak person or as a person with moments of weakness, you know? So it's interesting, this journey is another word I don't like because it's like, seems pretentious, but it's what it is. Right? And everyone's got their own shit. And for the people that came out to my show, um, thank you for coming. I normally start this podcast off ripping and roaring, but I don't know. I didn't want to, or I thought I wanted to, but it didn't happen. Just like when I thought I wanted to start the podcast and keep you at arm's length. That didn't happen either. I, I was with, uh, the other night <laughs> I started doing my group therapy. It was on zoom. And I, I said, goodnight to Calvin and he was really fucking tired. And I could tell by the time I got out of my group therapy, he was going to be asleep. I got out at nine and I knew he was going to be asleep and I got out <laughs> and i walked upstairs and I notice on the, on the, that Calvin's door is open. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I go into my bedroom and he's there with Kristen and he's saying, and, and he's in his sleep sack. And Kristen said, he was just up. He was staying up for an hour and he wasn't even, uh, he wasn't even, um, going to sleep. He was just sitting up in his crib. Uh, and so, and so he was sucking his thumb, holding the back of his head, which he always does. And Tarzan is blaring. I mean, Phil Collins is just like, even when he's fucking swinging through vines, that, whatever the fuck he's singing, you know, um, he's got the line cloth carefully placed over him when he's swinging through the vines. Why don't we show his cock? His cock would be flailing around. From trunk to trunk, we would be showing his trunk, but we're not. Because this is Disney. Or whatever the fuck. You're telling me that when he never climbs, he doesn't scrape the shit out of his cock. Come on. That loincloth isn't even tied under his tank. It's just carefully tied around his waist. I mean, come on, you can't even fucking have a robe tied unless it's doubly tied without it opening up and exposing your cock. Tarzan should have 
So in conclusion, Tarzan should have a scrapey dick. (laughs) Right? But it's covered, right? Because it's Disney, right? (laughs) The biggest bullshit in the Disney family is that Tarzan doesn't have a scrapey dick. So anyway, dude, um, so anyway, where he's there and fucking Tarzan's just swinging around with his loincloth around. How do you even get it? There's just bananas and coconuts and apes. How do you even get it? Does he sew with what? Hey, Tarzan, nice to meet you. Where's your scrapey dick? Right? So, um... Even the monkeys are like, where's the scrapey dick, right? So he meets fucking, so he's doing it. And I, and I say, what the, I say, what the fuck, Kristen? And she says, he was up. He wouldn't go to bed. So I brought him in here. We're watching Tarzan. And he looks and Calvin goes, looks at me, looks back to Tarzan. All eyes on Tarzan, dude. My son loves him some Tarzan. And secretly, I was hoping he was going to point to Tarzan and say, dad, dad, because you know, Tarzan's buff and he's got long hair. And I was like, maybe my son sees me like that. He didn't do it for a while, but he ended up doing it. He ended up pointing to it and saying, da-da. So that made me feel good. And that's the kind of motherfucking bitch I am, a 41-year-old that has a fucking two-year-old son that gets happy when he points to Tarzan and says, da-da, because then I secretly think, well, maybe my son thinks I'm buff. Got probs. So anyway, um, we're watching the thing, and Calvin's got a bowl of fucking pretzels, dude, and he's just housing a man. I mean, he's just tr- like a fucking tree trimmer, just, just housing him. He's got two, three in his hands, in his little fucking hands. And I said, like, what are you watching? And he, and he points, and he ate all the fucking pretzels in the bowl, dude, right? And Kristen had Chinese food like a fucking piggy that she ordered while I was doing my fucking group therapy. And it just, the whole room stunk like shit, right? Because of the Chinese food. When Ch- someone brings Chinese food in and you're not hungry, game over, dude. If you're in a fucking house and somebody, and you just ate and somebody brings Chinese food over, uninvite that motherfucker. Oh, it stinks to high hell, huh? You know how rude it is to, bro, that's like one time I was on a plane and somebody brought Popeyes on the plane and just started eating this shit. And it was like, cool, I'd rather go down. And it was a lady, so you can't say anything, you know? If it's a dude, maybe you'd just give him a look or you'd be like, ah, bro, really? You're going to eat a fucking six piece on a, on the way to Tucson? So um, so he's watching the thing and he's eating the pretzels, finishes the pretzels, and Kristen does a, the most fucking, uh, what do you, like the most like dick shit. The most like, this is what she does. She says, you want more pretzels? And he says, yes. And she says, oh, really? Well, do you want Dada to go get you more pretzels? And now I'm like, it's all on my son. My laziness rides on my son, right? Because if Kristen was like, hey, can you go get pretzels for me? I could reply with, your legs don't work. But she's asking me in front of my blood. She's asking me in front of my son. And if I disobey Kristen in front of my son, he grows up and he fucks up life. 
I'm trying to limit those. I don't want my son to be a Chippendales dancer, right? I don't want my son to hold up banks. So now she hits me, well, through Calvin, secretly hits me with the, hey, Calvin, do you want, do you want dad, dad to go get pretzels? Oh, and my son knows those words. So I'm sitting waiting, dude. Waiting for my son to answer. And he looks into my eyes, past my face, and says, yes. Well, I guess I'm moving. Ain't that just like life, man? You used my son to thwart my laziness. Unfucking believable, dude. Kristen, unbelievable you used my son to thwart my laziness. So I get up and I say, sure. And guess what? I'm fucking happy about it. That's the most annoying part because I love my son. Yes. So I'm going downstairs. I fill it up with pretzels and I do. This is how good of a dad I am. I don't even do it with one version of pretzels. We got three versions of pretzels. I had the twisty shits, the stick shits and the pretzel chips, bro. I put them all in like, like it was fucking cereal, dude. I put them all in the bowl like it was my emotions in Oxnard, dude. And I brought it upstairs and I'm mumbling. Well, I'm not mumbling, but I might as well be because in my head, I'm thinking, oh, that's like one pretzel. Well, I, I fucking Dan went down and he did thwart my laziness. And we got three fucking different things. Well, so I bring them up, dude. And you know you when you're riding with a certain type of shit, when you're riding, when you're snacking, when you're out there and you're snacking, maybe you're watching Shark Tank, but you're out there snacking and you know you're riding with a certain type of chip. What are you going to do? You're going to remain with that chip, aren't you? right? You got sour cream and onion, and then you got fucking mesquite flavor, and then you got pretzels. If you're fucking with sour cream and onion, that bag's going to be empty before you even touch mesquite shit, before you even breathe on the pretzels. And my son was rocking with the twisty shits. Well, I brought the twisty shits. I brought the sticks up and the pretzel chips, bro. We got it all. And I give it to him. And I think, I wonder if he's going to do like dad, dad does and only rock with the twisty shits. And sure enough, he only rocked with the twisty shits. But then Kristen told me something that was so fucking cute. When I got there, he said, she said, I can't believe what he just did. I said, what? And she said, and she said, halfway in the middle of while you were there, he looked at me with his palms up and he goes, dada, like he was fucking impatient, dude. Hey man, you don't even really know how time works. Okay. You haven't even lived two years. Dude, I've waited for shit longer than you've been alive. And this guy's pissed off with how long I'm taking, dude. Don't go palms up to Dada. Oh, dude, you go palms up. You're not a bad kid. You're a good boy. Just maybe figure out how time works before you go palms up with Dada. That's all. Bro, it was hilarious. Dada? And then he goes and takes two and fucking didn't eat the chips or the, or the sticks, just the, just the twisty shits. So he rides like Dada with the chips. Uh, and it was cute. And then we watched fucking uh, Tarzan and, and for a little bit. And I, oh, dude. And, and I was getting so tired. And she put Calvin to bed in, the, in, his, in his crib. And then I was so tired, dude. And I started falling asleep. And God damn it, dude. Why? What I get, I wonder if you, does this happen to you guys too? Do you have like a, a, a girlfriend or a wife or a fiance or whatever the fuck you got and you live with someone and you're fucking sleeping? It's like 10 30 PM, right? And you're falling asleep and they fucking wait. Hey, 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 
you want to get ready for bed? Hey, I skipped that part. And then you're just like, guess I'll be up for another three and a half hours. Dude, I skipped the part. What the fuck is go- what 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 are you all how come you're all chronological now when I'm sleeping? What are we doing? I just lived a, a fucking I, I'm I'm doing I'm my day was like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was all out of order. And now you're like trying to fucking assemble it and sell it in a disc set like it's a like it's a fucking something they're trying to push on Christmas. Remember when they did that with The Godfather? It was like you can now own The Godfather in chronological order and my dad Scooped it up quicker than best. Dude, he was in line waiting it, waiting outside of Best Buy, just like. Dude, he watched this. He watches The Godfather always after Christmas. And he just fucking, he couldn't wait till that DVD came out. It was like nine DVDs, dude. <laughs> Remember when shit was nine DVDs long? Dude, just put it on one goddamn thing. And now it's not even physical. It's not even tangible. But God, when that chronological fucking Godfather came out, my dad was bout it, bout it, dude. So I'm like, you, you, you want me to get all fucking chronological? I'm sleeping already. And she's like, oh, I don't know, you know. And then, and then it's like you can't get mad. Oh, cause oh, you didn't know. And then no matter what you say, you're the bad guy. How do you not know? I'm sleeping. Well, I just thought maybe I don't know, cause your eyes, you take your contact, or maybe you have to. Or, and you're just like, yeah, 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 you win once again. You win once again, ma'am. So I'm now I get now I'm trying to sleep and I'm but I'm pissed, you know, the heat's rising in my chest. And so I'm like, okay, well, fucking shit, man. You know, you made me get up and get the pretzels. <laughs> You fucking combated my laziness through my son. And now I'm sitting here fucking, I did the thing and now I'm falling asleep and you want me to wake up to go to sleep? So now I'm just fucking in the back. And now I'm, I'm my, the heat's rising, right? My heart's getting full, but not with love. So I'm like going, I go to the bathroom. I get ready. I brush my teeth. I take my fucking contacts out. And then I come back. I go to, and dude, she's watching. And I'm, she's watching something on World War II. And I'm... T- and so, and now I'm going to sleep. I'm trying to fall asleep again and I, and I can't do it. And I didn't go to sleep till like 2 a.m. Isn't that great? Isn't that fucking great, dude? So I finally fell asleep and I fucking, dude, I got to, and boy, and the boy, and also the boy's off is Gabba Penton. The boy's off Zanny Island. I don't even fuck with that shit anymore. I was on it. I, and people would talk like, oh, you take, Z- you do Xanax. Be careful, dude. I never, I don't do that shit. I just did it every now and then. Right. To quell my shit, to try and fucking calm me down, but I don't do that anymore. And I, and if you notice on this podcast, I could I don't reach for words. Gabba Pinton would fucking cloud my shit up. I don't reach for words at all, dude. I probably couldn't have got that word chronological a minute ago if I if I was on my Gabba Pinton. So yeah, man. But that was so funny with Calvin and the pretzels about how he asked for where the fuck dad that is. Dude, as a dad, you don't give a fuck. That's the thing. Like as a kid, remember when, remember when you were a kid and you would do something and your mom would be like, wow, I'm, that's at least, you know, I had a good family. So my mom would, that is very, wow, look at what you did. And you're just like, huh? I'm fucking 10. I put on my shirt. You, you know, I lifted up a fucking, like a. Like a fucking jug of milk. Like, what? Well, no, I am proud of you. You figured out how to put that top on all by yourself? And you're like, mom, 
Like I opened up a bank account fucking a week ago. I know how to do this shit. But like, and you, and, and now that you're the dad, you're like, oh, isn't it cute? He said, where's dad that? Cause he was impatient for the fucking pretzels. It's crazy how much life changes. And I used to hate that shit, dude. When I was 16, my fucking girlfriend broke my heart, started dating my friend. And that was the moment that I started listening to Tupac. And dude, if you thought I was raw in 2017. You thought I was raw in 2017, bro? I ain't got no Man, in motherfucking tooth in 1996, forget it, dude. I was annoying as shit. One time, my uncle said, "Who do you think did more for America, Tupac or Abe Lincoln?" And without a without hesitation, I said Tupac, and my uncle laughed like hell. He laughed so hard. I was 16. He asked me in the middle of me boxing a punching bag, eh? Sir, La Cunada. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Fuck, man. How about fucking uh, Pitbull doing this tweet? I don't know if it went viral or not. Did it? It did go viral. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, Pitbull. What's going on? God damn. It, Pitbull tweeted this thing, Monday Motivation. So people are confused by this. Not just us. Okay. So he, it's a picture of him staring out of a window pensive, like he's up to something. And it says, you don't make mistakes. Mistakes make you. First of all, makes no sense. That makes no sense, right? No. You make mistakes. You don't get to rearrange the English language to your liking. Yeah, right. It's not even your first language. What are you trying to do here? Isn't Pitbull from somewhere else? And and like you're just coming in here. You're like, no, no, no. listen, dude. You put mistakes. Mistakes make you. You know that, right? Anyway, here's my hit, Kulo. Um, doesn't Kulo mean pussy? By the way, in fucking. Anyway, here's my hit, pussy. Anyway. This is my hit single, Snatch. Anyway, dude. Yeah, dude, you don't make mistakes. Mistakes makes you. Anyway, here's my new... Here's my new fucking... Here's my new single, Fried Butterfly. Here we go. It means ass. Okay, cool. Well, either way. Kulo means ass. Here's my... Here's my... You don't make mistakes. Mistakes make you. Anyway, here's my new hit single, Shitter. Um... So it says, you don't make mistakes. Mistakes make you. Therefore, uh, like a Shakespeare. Dude, remember when you were writing an essay in high school and you needed to do it past a certain fucking amount of word count and you'd just fucking therefore and however it up? <laughs> you'd even throw alas in there like you're a, like your name's fucking like you're Cyrano de Bergerac. What the fuck? The fuck? Bergerac? De Cyrano? Fucking goddamn it. There. What's that? I don't, that's not even because of Gabapentin. I'm just a stupid motherfucker. Cyrano, how about that, dude? And uh, he says, therefore, dude, in a fucking essay, you, therefore, however, alas. Um, he says, you don't make mistakes. Mistakes make you. Therefore, they're must-takes. Uh, what does it mean, though? 
God, imagine, here's all you have to do is to realize how fucking insanely, insanely stupid that is. Imagine you're hanging out with your friends and he's kind of the guy that's like right here, like not in the circle, but also listening. And then he throws that in. How much would that ruin the goddamn time? You'd be like, yeah, man, it's going on. Hey, you know, you don't make mistakes. Mistakes make you, therefore there must takes. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's cool. What does it mean, though? Must. I, I, I asked Juan Fire, I was like, what does it, what does must takes mean? And he was like, I don't, because they're saying mistakes make you. Maybe it's like you, the you and must takes. And I was just like, is, that's what he means? And then I was like, is it must takes? Also, what? Must takes? Like, you must take something? What? Like, his fucking social media guy was like, okay, cool, yeah, I'll do that. Ah. Also, one of the rare times his sunglasses aren't on, so you know he thought it was deep as shit. Because I've never seen Pitbull's eyes. Also, Monday Motivation. Imagine seeing that and being like, cool, got to get after it. Unreal. Made a song called Kulo. I love that shit, dude. That's hilarious. Hey, man, don't be inspirational if you made a song about an asshole. Imagine being fucking Pitbull's dad and you just, no matter what he said, you were like, Oh, yeah, but Dad, you made a song about an ass. Although my son will be, I mean, Jesus Christ, all the shit I've said on this podcast. Um, fucking unreal, dude. Kulo! People are absolutely insane. How about that guy who fucking stands around? Dude, I have a friend that does that, that just is right there all the time. You know, he's one of those friends. Everyone has that friend. If If you don't, you should too, because this dude's a down ass homie. Let me tell you about this down ass homie that everybody should have in their friend, in their friend group, because this motherfucker is a down ass homie. Like I'll cry, this dude will cry with me, but he is always, this is how this dude is. He's a really close friend of mine and this is how he is. I always think whenever we're, we're out or we're with people or we're at one of my shows, I always think, say his name, I don't want to out him, but say his name is Steve. I'll be like, where's Steve? And halfway through his name, I go, oh, right. He's right there. That's a down-ass homie. The guy that's just kind of lurking and shit. Where the fuck is, oh, yeah, of course. That guy's a down-ass homie. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, Yeah, he came to Oxnard, and I was like, oh, okay, he's right there. I can't, by the way, every now and then life throws you something, or the world, the world throws you something that you swear was a thing already because it was so goddamn obvious, and you were like, and you're like, oh, this does, I, I've never, you ever, um, hold on, let me, you ever, you ever like see something, an ad for something or an invention or a show or something? And it's like, oh, but that was already, oh, th and they're, and they're like, Hey, this is new. And you're like, no, it's not new. This has been around. And you're like, oh, I guess I just never fucking, 
it just seems like such an idea that would have been around that 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 now it's around and you're like no i knew that and you're like am i psychic dude it the fucking judge steve harvey the fact that that hasn't been a thing from 1999 on is unreal As a matter of fact, how did Steve Harvey get a daytime talk show before he was a judge on a bullshit show? Dude, Judge Steve Harvey. How is that honestly, how are those judge shows like, those guys all make $9 billion a year. What's her name? Fucking Judge Judy. You have a job? No. Get one. Remember that commercial? Dude, it would be on the radio when you were going to school. You'd be like, Judge Judy, KCAL 9, KCAL, KCAL 9, on KCAL 9, Judge Judy. You have a job? No. Get one! The no is always off mic because the fucking guy didn't know where to stand because he was just a civilian, not an entertainer. Dude, Judge Judy was the, she's still alive, right? She's the biggest asshole. And I'm at, dude, here's something that Judge Judy, you know is true about Judge Judy. If you fucking were invited to her house for dinner, she, you would walk away thinking, well, that was the most pleasant lady I've ever met. You'd be walking home with shit like, God damn, she really with the green beans? And they were better than I thought. I didn't know I liked green bean casserole. Turns out Judge Judy cooks up a main dish. And a jab? No. no. It, this is what it was like, dude. You have a jab? No. Get one! And dude, it was, bro, that was the clip they'd use for the radio. My God. And you'd just be like, this fucking asshole. Is she even a real judge? Now, you're going to give, dude, how do these motherfuckers, how does it work? You're going to, no, you're wrong. You're going to give them $900. Thanks. Case closed. <laughs> what? I don't even have a job. Get one! And that other one, Mathis, Judge Mathis, that guy, the face on that guy. The matter of fact, dude, the face on that guy was so, so, if you looked up the term over it, like if you Google over it, Mathis is probably on the third row, just a bunch of pics of him, just like, mm-hmm. Bro, it's hilarious that Steve, Har Steve Harvey just watching Mathis after he would get home from his daytime talk show, just watching Mathis, just fuming, knowing like, yeah, but no, I could do this better. And now he's got the show and Steve Harvey goes like this. Oh, you think that face was the face for this? No, no, no. I mean, Steve Harvey's face, Steve Harvey literally looks like someone is wearing Steve Harvey's face. That guy's unreal. It, it, I mean, dude, I've been canceled. Fuck it. I could say this, but like he, 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 his face literally, you, you literally look at his face and you think, am I racist? Like that's how much his face is his face. And then, and this guy saw judge Mathis and he was like, nah, not that. Oh, you think you're over it? Judge Mathis was like this. Steve Harvey's gonna be like this. The most over it shit ever, dude. I mean, for fuck's sake, dude.
Uh, sorry, I need to take a pee-pee break, uh, but I'm back. And if you're listening, you had no clue. And I just I just exposed myself. So uh, not exposed myself in the pee-pee way, but exposed myself in the it doesn't matter anyway. Um, yeah. What do you call it? Uh, I was watching about how the, the fucking, uh, how, what's his name? Uh, oh, fucking the rapper. Uh, uh, MGK, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, was trying to ask uh, Megan Fox to marry him. And uh, I looked at that and when he dressed like Beetlejuice and he did it, that's hilarious. He was like, or, or somebody put the meme up when the foot, it was like when the foot locker uh, gets down on your, on their knee to put their sh their shoe on you, your shoe on you. I mean, I'm butchering it, but that was just hilarious. Like what, what, are you wearing, what are you doing wearing white and black stripes? What are you, the Hamburglar? Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so, um, they, uh, he gave her a ring and it looked nice enough. Sure. Of course. And then they're talking about how I think I, Megan Fox's engagement ring is designed to hurt her if she takes it off. And it's like, dude, it's supposed to be difficult to fucking take off. It's supposed to have thorns in it. Thorns, quote unquote. Let's look at this. Up. Let's look at the, let's look this up. Megan Fox ring. Bro, that's so I know it's I know it's for the shock value and shit and like for its it's real love, but like it's also sensey, you know what I mean? Like you're not going anywhere. Like it's so something in that would happen that would start doing in 1980s that just we missed. And Machine Gun Kelly is doing it and like it's also so something that if I did it would have backfired and people would have called me out on it. They would have been like, oh, really? She can't go anywhere? How much are fucking, how much are Russians looking at this? And they're just like, I can't believe he figured this out. We never got to do this. We, we own our women. I don't understand how stupid, wafy, white American rapper figured out how to do this with supermodel actors. I want to put on my girl. Now people are going to think I copy. Machine Gun Kelly says Megan Fox's engagement ring was designed to hurt her if she takes it off. Well, he's just like, yeah, this way I didn't have to have a gun. This way I didn't have to threaten her. Um, this shit. What is this from people? It's fucking shit, dude. The bands are actually thorns. Machine Gun Kelly told Vogue of new fiance Megan Fox. You need custom two-stone engagement ring. The bloody Valentine musician equipment. What about love is pain? What is, what is this shit about blood and like pain with love? Like love is just love. People are just like, love is pain. Yeah. The fucking, what's it, what's his name? Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Angelina Jolie wearing each other's blood on around their neck. It's like, what? Just love each, just cuddle. No, nah, but it's blood to show the token of the, no, just cuddle. Hey, instead of that, just hold each other's hands. Yeah, but I love her. Okay. Yeah, but I want to show the world that, okay, take a picture, put it on Instagram. Imagine if you just, oh, what's that in your purse? Oh, that's my boyfriend's liver. What the fuck? Yeah, I love him. I want people to know. When I take out a tip, when I take out and put a tip for the waiter, I want them to see his liver in my purse because I want the world to know that I love my boyfriend. In the meantime, the boyfriend's in the car just bleeding out, <laughs> spitting up blood. <laughs> but do you love me? Clear. <laughs> oh, I see the problem, man. You kept his liver. Like, how do you, like, what the fucking, why didn't you just cuddle with him? 
I needed to show his love. I'm sorry. Blood. Like, could have AIDS in it. You're playing basketball with it on, it fucking breaks and shit. Oh, shit, dude. I got to tell the guy who was guarding me he might have HIV. Uh, insane. Blood. I never thought blood was sexy at all. Some people think blood is fucking, you know what I mean? It's like the, the chicks who think that serial killers are hot. Ooh. They joke around about that. No, you don't, dude. Your dad didn't die that early. Get out of here. Yeah, but Ted Bundy. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah, but have you seen the pictures of Ted Bundy? Dude, if Ted Bundy was in a room with fucking, you know, you'd be like, what is, what, get away. What is he, charismatic? For a serial killer, you're not thinking further, for, far enough. It's like when, it's like when uh, fucking uh, chicks, it's like when like, they're like, oh yeah, well, it's like, you know what it's like when fucking, what, what was his name? Uh, John Hamm was in Bridesmaids and people are like, well, he was fucking fun. The movie was funny. Oh yeah. John Hamm is funny. He's fine, dude. He's, he, yeah, he's, he's fine. Put fucking Norm MacDonald in it. He's funny. Chris Farley. I'm just saying dead guys, but there it's like, dude. Oh yeah. John Hamm. Fuck out of here. He's funny for the way he looks. Yeah, okay. Think it through. Think it further. He's playing YMCA basketball with a bunch of fucking other fat guys. That's what it is. He's not Patrick goddamn Ewing. Um... So, yeah. All right, we're going to do some misconnections. And here's the deal, dude. I had somebody write in on the Patreon. Can you explain to viewers what misconnections are before jumping in? Still kind of confused and all that. Now, don't want to say figure it out or think further, but I will. I understand. Okay, this is what misconnections is. First of all, it is time for misconnections. And um, because I do that because I'm a talk show host, right? Worst job ever to be a talk show host and so um but uh misconnections are something it's something on craigslist that people go to yes lonely people as a matter of fact if you're on craigslist you're lonely period i don't care if you're looking for a fucking microwave you're looking for something to fill that hole aren't you so misconnections is when if i go out and i see somebody at the fucking home goods and i'm picking up something from my home goods shit and I go, I'm waiting in line and I notice a lady that's kind of staring at me, but I'm too bitch to say anything. And then I grab whatever the fuck I got, like some, you know, some nice fancy balls I want to put under my TV or right in front of the, as a centerpiece to the, you know, some ceramic balls. You can get those at Home Goods. Who the fuck's going to Home Goods, really? Just people who are bored out of their goddamn minds, right? Like what's at home? Like people, women are walking out with Home Goods, like a fucking, with like a straw witch. You know, yeah, but I want to put it on my out out near my house. Oh, okay, you're just buying things. You're just fucking taking <laughs> things that are in a place and putting them in another place. You don't really have it. You die. 
And it's just going to, you just transferred it and you paid to do it. Anyway, when you're leaving home goods in, with the straw witch and ceramic balls and, you, and you're too a bitch to say somebody, say something to somebody else who you think is attractive and they're holding their own straw witch and ceramic balls and you go into your fucking key and you drive home to your one bedroom apartment and you're lonely, right? You're setting up your balls and you're lonely as shit. And you got your straw witch and you put it there and you're like, you know what would be nice? To look at this thing that I transferred from one place to another with someone else so they know that that I transferred it. I want to share this experience of transferring these fucking ceramic balls into my one-bedroom apartment from this goddamn warehouse that took my money. I want to share that experience. I want to watch those ceramic balls with someone else. And then you think, oh, yeah, that lady, that lady in Home Goods that I was too bitch about to talk to. We had ceramic, I could have struck up a conversation. I could have said, hey, lady. You're a fan of ceramic balls and straw witches too. And the love could have blossomed. And we could have had a child that that we raised in this beautiful, well-decked out, ceramic balled up, straw witch to one bedroom apartment. And we could have raised this child and this child could have grown up and we could have taught him shit. And there could have been so much love in our family. And then one day, this kid could grow up to go to a different home goods and get fucking his own ceramic balls with straw witches and met another person. Well, I could have done that, but I missed the moment. I didn't connect with the lady with the ceramic balls and the straw witch. So I'm now on this lonely site called Craigslist. And maybe she's here too. And you sit and you write, Whittier, home goods. And the subject, that's the subject in the body you write. You had long brown hair, were holding ceramic balls and a straw witch. I was too, LOL. Looking to see if you're here because I'd like to meet you. And that's how you connect because she happens to be on the website too. Now. I don't know who does PR for this bullshit. I don't know anybody who does PR for this bullshit besides me here on this Congratulations podcast. I don't know if it works. I'm sure it's worked in the past, but that's what misconnections is. It's a thing on, excuse me while I fucking throw up almost, but it's a thing on Craigslist that you can go to a section. And here is the first entry that we are going to talk about this week. Ellie, Culver City. Hey, Ellie, let's celebrate the long weekend. Send a pic or name of club in Valley you would go so I know it's you. Eh, se, lonely. Hey, guy, text her. Oh, you don't have her number? Eh, se, one-bedroom apartment. Not knocking it. Lonely. Here's the next one. Today is when this one's just smooth. It's called that's the <laughs> subject. Today is Wednesday. I like how he starts off fucking punctual like that. Going to go home after work and shave my whole body smooth, putting on some makeup and getting all dolled up for top masculine men only. Looking like a Latina tonight. Wow. 
Wow. Looking like a Latina tonight. That's like the fucking, can you get canceled for just being on Craigslist? You can't do that shit. That's cultural appropriation. What if the guy showed up with a fucking rock hard cock and he was just like, wait, what? Wait a minute. Are you Latino? No, but I'm looking like it. That's cultural appropriation. And he walked away with his fucking rock hard cock. Here's another one. Lost keys is the subject. Here we go. Lost my keys. If anyone found a set of keys, please respond. Wow. Guy doesn't really understand the fucking. Doesn't really understand the idea of misconnections. Lost keys. Wow. What a bunch of fucking shit ones, huh? Wow, one fire is getting a fucking one fire for those three. Those are about some keys looking like a Latina. And then a guy is just looking for his friend, Ellie. At least I described misconnections well. So now you know what the fuck it is. Um, What? There, there's more? There's not more? Wow, fucking bad job, dude. Oh, said I thought there was more, dude. Worst fucking guy at his job. Uh. All good, dude. All good. That's good for now, man. What, we do an hour? Did we do an hour? We did an hour, right? Dude, I love you guys, man. Thanks for listening to my, my, my podcast. And I'll tell you this much, man. We started off on an emotional journey. And I appreciate you letting me do that. I usually fucking just hit hard and swoop down like a motherfucking phoenix, right? And I give it to you. Bang, bang, bang. Before I ease back. Before I ease back. Take the... Take the foot off the pedal a little bit and just start coasting and telling you some nice stories. But this time what I do, I kind of fucking took my time accelerating, right? And that's okay because this podcast is fly by the seat of our pants. I wrote down four topics and I fucking, I think I own. What? What is it? One more misconnection? There is? And so fucking fired. I don't see. Oh, you found another one right now is what you're saying? The, oh my god here's another one here's the subject the mexican i met in the park it's racist dude in bushwick ridgewood made a place um you are a mexican macho wow this is for sure from a fat short bald guy um and we met while smoking a large cigar in maria hernandez park i am the white boy very submissive and i worshiped your cock in my house <laughs> Wow, dude. I want to do it again. I want to be your whore. Yeah, well, that was obvious when you said you worshipped his cock in your house. Oh, my God, dude. Do not contact me with unsolicited services or offers, it says. Another one? Oh, yeah, that was a good one for sure. Dude, unreal. Um, Remember, you remember when I worshipped your cock in my house? One of that makes, reminds me of the thing I used to know a dude who used to say he, every time he get he would get mad at somebody he would fucking like one of his friends he would be talking about it with his other friends and he was one of those guys dude he would do this all the time he'd be like you don't understand man this motherfucker I invite him into my home it's like dude what the fuck bro who do you think you are this guy comes into my home I break bread with this motherfucker like dude shut the fuck up. I invite him into, I invite you into my home. He get mad. I invite you into my home. Like his home was some fucking palace. Who gives a shit? Guys seen too many movies. Anyway, dude, crystalia.com for that merch. That's the new colorway with the blue life rips killing it. And we got them hats too. We go crazy on those motherfuckers. Hey guys, that's it for this episode of congratulations. If you want to catch the rest of the episode, uh, the uncut 
version, not the YouTube version, the Patreon version. You go on over to our patreon.com slash Chris It is always longer and more uncut, no YouTube ads. Uh, and uh, it's $6 a month. We also have other segments that we do that we put on there. And um, we have behind the scenes footage from like my road dates and shit like that. But you can get all the content there. Patreon.com slash Chris Go now. And if you don't, it's all good. We appreciate you. Hi, 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 hi,